Hello, hello. Good morning, team. Virtually or uh, one way, shape or form. Alison, Naraj, Hardik, Laura, Michelle, Bob, Nick. Hey, good morning to you guys. Great to have you on again this morning. Another Wealth Coffee Chat. Welcome along. If anyone's new, if you're new, give us a shout out in the chat. Say hello. Let us know where you're from. If you didn't already know, Jason Witten is my name. And uh, each morning, get together with some uh, pretty cool people who are in the world of property investing as part of their wealth journey. And uh, we talk we talk shop, we talk investing, we talk ideas, we talk motivation, we talk momentum, we talk madness, sometimes over a cup of coffee in the morning. But uh, hey, Ben, good morning. How are you going? Yes. My love, Shay, not quite sure what is going on. I've restarted, I've done everything, I've re-plugged in, but uh, there you go. Anyway, technology is awesome when it works and very annoying when it doesn't. But today, if we can if we can make it work, if we can make it work, I was going to talk about something that's uh, pretty interesting. That's something that's out there in the marketplace right now or has happened in the last couple of years is um, a flood a flood, a huge amount of value and capital entering the market. And, uh, you know, often I've, I've had a few messages from a, some of you guys going, oh, what next, you know, what do I do? And and uh, wanted to sort of maybe take some time this morning just to quickly chat about that. Um, if we can uh, if we can pull it off with the tech, let's see uh, how we go. Um, but uh, let's just zoom in on this. Uh little bit of a, a snapshot, Australian investors deployed a record amount of capital, $35.7 billion into the market um, in 2021, flood of capital. Record, record, folks, um, into fixed income and real estate products. Why is that? Why is that? What's going on here? Uh, what's happening, ladies and gents, when it comes to the marketplace and uh, what's going on. Maybe chuck it in the chat if you think, hey, why is so much money pouring into these products, fixed income and real estate products? You tell me right now uh, where that money might have come from because it's an interesting conversation going on. It's an interesting conversation going on. Where is this money and cash and wealth and capital come from uh, and uh, what's it doing? And why is there a record? amount of money uh, being deployed, floating around uh, in these marketplaces. Because it's interesting for us as property investors, we need to understand what's going on with money and cash floating around in the marketplace and uh, and uh, make a strategy, a plan to make sure that when we're investing, we understand what's, what's going on. Um, uh, and I can tell you right now in this space here, when we look at the market, when we look at uh, the world of money, these um, uh, fixed income assets and real estate products, people are chasing income. Retirees are pl- chasing income. Investors are chasing income. And uh, it's moving out of places and spaces, which used to be pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, uh, if you are around last year when Andy Fenton and I talked about defensive assets in the terms of financial planning and other things, you know, defensive assets used to be bonds and cash positions and stuff like that. And well, you know, uh, underlying inflation at the moment is not normal 
uh, regular everyday inflation. It's because of supply chain constraints and whatever. But, you know, if you've got cash in the bank and what are you getting for it, uh, tell me in the chat, you know, what the interest uh, return you're getting for money in the bank, letting the bank look after your cash, which uh, commonly known as a losings account, by the way, folks, losings account. Uh, you know, you've got a million dollars in cash in the bank or even $10,000 or $100,000 or whatever it is, you're not getting anything for it. You're getting less than half a percent um, and inflation, you know, is a lot higher at the moment, but, you know, 2 3%, you're going backwards in value and that's why money, Record, record amounts of capital, record amounts of capital, $35 billion, matter of fact, is being now deployed into the marketplace. And uh, what's that doing? Uh, what's that doing for us as property investors? Well, it's certainly um, making the value of real estate uh, do some interesting things. For those who are in the world of property investing, and if you own a bit of real estate right now, and you have done for the last couple of years, almost, almost every property um, has had some positive benefit uh, in the last little while um, because of the marketplace, because of challenges, issues that have uh, the wind at our sails as property investors giving our value, property values uh, a rise. Challenge is, I just got off the phone um, uh, just a moment ago chatting with um, Andy Fenton very good wealth uh, wealth advisor. And, um, you know, he and I were talking about uh, rich, poor people. And, <laughs> you know, chuck it in the chat. Tell me right now if, if, you, if you feel this way or you know someone who's this like this, you know, your values, your property values have gone up. Let's say, for example, um, you know, your property values have gone up $200,000 or half a million dollars, or a million dollars in the last two years, and you're like, woohoo, living the dream of now um, killing it when it comes to my paper value, my paper value, Ooh. but where is my access to cash, okay? Uh, commonly known in the world of investing uh, liquidity. Am I meant to put a U somewhere else, liquidity? Anyway, that... Uh, it doesn't look right, but tell me if I spelt it right, team. But liquidity, the available, the the ability for you as an investor to access your capital and keep it moving. Uh, and um, you think you've got wealthier, ladies and gentlemen. You think, hey, beautiful. Uh, my values have gone up. But who's got wealthier? Who's book value? Who uses the asset when you can't get access to your cash when it comes to real estate? Tell me in the chat. Get active here, team. Tell me in the chat who your real estate portfolio has gone up. I don't know, 200, whatever. Uh, liquidity. Yeah, there you go. I think I spelt it all right. Thanks, Nick. Just looked a bit strange. Who's benefiting from your property values going up? Bank. Boom. Exactly. Ladies and gents, the bank is killing it. You think you're wealthy, but you're not. You're not. Because, and we've talked about this before, uh, in other Wealth Coffee Chats, and, we're, and I'm sure this is going to be a recurring theme. There are going to be a lot of papy, 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 paper, wealthier people. They're the good old banks, yep. Um, hey, Stu, how are you, brother? Um, the banks, their book value 
their underlying asset value because they have a mortgage on your property. And most people, maybe you know, hopefully there's a lot of you guys listening in, have listened to how to structure your finances as best as possible. But they have the mortgage and they use your asset for securing other funding for themselves to make themselves more money. So they, your equity's gone up. You can't use it. They won't lend you any money because you can't service and all this bullshit. And um, they're borrowing money using your assets as security so they can then lend more money to other people. Um, and what's going on right now, folks, uh, the, big, the, big, uh, the big run for everyone to fix their interest rates, uh, and that actually often works in favour of the banks if it's not done properly either. Anyway, today we're talking about what is all this value um, and what is all this money floating around? Um, what's that? How do we approach, let's say, the start of 2022? How do we think about investing? Because, you know, maybe something that was, you know, you could have bought last year for 500, 600. You know, maybe this year it's going to be, you know, 600, 700. And then your mind's starting to boom. Oh, like, you know, what do I, what do, I do here? Um, and, uh, there's a few conversations for us to have, team. So let's have a quick chat about those. And uh, over the coming weeks, I'm going to drill into these a little bit more. Um, but one of those conversations is the, the, the proximity for profit, okay, for profit. And um, you guys may have seen this one um, as we've done some chats if you're in our coaching or our mentoring program. Um, and, you know, Hate to say I told you so, folks, but you know when when myself and Sam have seen this stuff play out, we saw it play out in Sydney. All right, you know, uh, ten, fifteen years ago, you for a budget of five hundred thousand dollars, you could have been investing in pretty sweet locations in Sydney. Um, now, with a budget of five hundred thousand dollars, you're you're a million miles away, and you know there's. You know, if you put it in context, it might go from 500 to 700 when it comes to those time frames. But, you know, let's have a think about what that might mean to us as investors. What's going to happen in 2022 is we, uh, we will need to venture um, further from certain locations for the required budget constraint. So let's say you are investing and you've got a $600,000 borrowing capacity, you might need to venture further away from a desired uh, piece of infrastructure, a desired location. Um, you know, it might, you might now go from 20K for the C, from the CBD to 30K from the CBD for that price point. You want to keep your quality high on the real estate space. Uh, you don't want to drop the, the desired quality and style um, and value proposition when it comes to your real estate. Sam's going to be talking about that team when it comes uh, this mentoring. He's going to be talking about if we are going to move location, which is a, a, a bit of a distance maneuver for budget um, budget value, don't drop, just because you move location, don't drop your quality of your real estate. We're going to talk about that because you don't want to end up um, um, with average real estate, no matter where you invest. But I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about today. But the idea, what's going to happen over the next 
few years, we may have a bit of a movement in location for price uh, adjustments, um, and uh, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. That is normal. That is not abnormal. That's not the end of the world. Uh, and uh, I've got a few people that are talking to me about, oh, I'm going to hang around and wait for the crash. Good luck for that. <coughs> I've heard that one a thousand times. <laughs> you know, I'm going to wait for the crash and then I'll buy. You know what happens when it, what, what happens in the crash or uh, the pretend crash? When things adjust, which are normal, we have values that go up, probably overshoot, and then they adjust. You know, and this section here, uh, down in that section, which is called the risk zone, um, you can't get your equity. You can't buy anyway. It's a funny one. But anyway, that's not today's conversation. I might put that on the radar, actually. It's probably worth a good good chat. So we might be moving locations. We might be moving uh, proximity zones, um, but that's not the end of the world. But the main thing for me and the main thing for you is what I wanted to chat about today um, is that we, uh, we have a look at, ladies and gents, the, the income, the rental yields based on um, thinking about where we might invest, okay, where we might invest. And this is a starting point. There's many other, many other um, machinations of making good decisions. We're saying, all right, well, all this money's flooding in. When, when lots of money's available, you know, the returns often are compressed a little. Uh, where do we invest? What do we do now? And then we let's go back to basics. Let's look at fundamentals, okay? Now, this is all dwellings, and it's not a great specific thing, but it's just a general conversation. Can you see when I'm talking about the compression of the yield? Um, and, it, and it can happen in two ways, right? See how the from 12 months ago, most places have had um, uh, it was higher 12 months ago and it's lower now. Okay, that's what's called yield compression, ladies and gents. And, uh, you know, you look at the idea of one yield compression can because values go up. So uh, property values go up and sometimes rents go down. Um, and um, that can happen. Got to keep an eye on what that might mean. But for me, right now, we're looking at places. We're going, all right, where are we going to invest and what's on the radar? You know, uh, obviously, right now, um, Brisbane is hot to trot. It's on everyone's radar, okay? Everyone's radar, and it should be. It's good value. It's still quite high yield, and it's still good uh good uh, purchasing price, good purchasing value when it comes to the average prices in comparison to other states No, as a no-brainer. Um, the other one that's on the radar um, for many, and uh, people can be a bit confused about it because the yield's so low, uh, is Melbourne. Now, you can still buy very well in Melbourne proximity-wise for the money and the value, um, but the rental yield is a little bit more compressed. Uh, I've been saying this for quite a while and we're already seeing it, folks. We're already seeing Melbourne's rents recovering. It got the it got hit the most. So we're talking about that. Yeah, have a look at have a look at Darwin. Have a look at Darwin, Bob. Don't buy in Darwin, you lot. Jeez. Like, Bob, I know that's it's a big no no though. It's Darwin's rubbish. <laughs> and, that, and that's that's no offense to anyone in Darwin, but just don't buy in Darwin, all right? Economically, 
It's um, it's a country town, all right? Oh, we've got these these uh, crypto spammers again. We need to block these buggers. Um, anyway, one of the team will do that, I think, um, when we get a chance. So um, when it comes to what do we do now, where are we, team, um, having a look at the future, you know, is it over, blah, blah, blah. The answer is no, right? What do we look at? We look at our basic things. Um, uh, where's our yield? Uh, our access to um, lending. Um, is there um, uh, value uh, propositions and buying? The answer is yes. Um, you know, and we've got to make sure this, this is in our long-term plan because at the end of the day, if you're starting now or you're partway through the acquisition phase and you're, you know, you've got property number two or property number three, but you've still got to keep going, um, you have to purchase um, uh, purchase wisely and smartly irrelevant of the marketplace because I can tell you right now, getting the acquisition phase done as quickly and as efficiently as possible is, is the point. It's, it's the point, team rather than to wait for a crash to get a bargain. That's a stupid idea. It's a stupid idea, right? In, in real estate, that's in real estate investing for the strategy for long-term wealth, it's a, it's a completely irrelevant conversation, okay? Because you're going to be buying over a three- to seven-year period in acquisition anyway, um, and uh, it's going to have different versions of the world at different times at different states and all those sorts of things. So hope that makes sense. There's a lot of money around. Um, there's record values around for us as property investors. Let's keep our heads screwed on tight um, and look at the basics. You know, are we getting a good yield? Can we get access to lending? Can we still value buy in the right locations? And does it fit our long-term plan? And the answer is yes, it all works. In comparison to your long-term plan, it, it works. It's perfectly fine. Let's keep it going. Let's keep going and making sure our acquisition plan gets done and gets delivered on. All right, team. Uh, sorry about the late start today. Um, hopefully, I'll fix a few of my little tech issues, and we can uh, we can see we can see uh, we can hang out tomorrow for another wealth coffee chat. Um, without the blinking and the flashing of the cameras. Anyway, let's see if we can get that done. Uh, that's it for me. I'm just rabbiting on now. You guys be awesome, be well, um, and uh, give us a shout out in the chat if you've got any subjects that we need to uh, we need to uh, cover early in the year. I've got a few lined up, but um, yeah, let's see how we go. Um, thanks, team. Allison, we need some super fast trains to speed up where we can live. Uh, yeah, I think you're dead right, Allison. Australia. First, we need some people. Um, I think we need some people, Allison. But uh, I'm going to talk about that one in the coming days as well. All right. You guys stay well. Enjoy your day. Come join me tomorrow around about 8.10. Well, at 8.10, hopefully I can start it on time tomorrow with no tech issues. There you go. Furnished versus unfurnished. I like that one, Michelle. On my radar. I'll make a note of that one right now. All right, team. Thank you. Good to see you. Have a great day. Adios. Bye-bye. 